Hello, guys. Welcome again to another Donneron Monologue podcast. I am your host, Bo. Uh, guys, it is bittersweet. We are at the end of our journey through the forgotten legacy of the 1980s, heroic fantasy. Uh, so on Monday, we spoke to you guys about Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, the most important aspect. Tuesday, we spoke to you guys about Ultima 4, the greatest example of a game from this genre. Then on Wednesday, we talked about The Legend of Zelda, the one with the longest lasting legacy. Yesterday, we talked to you guys about... <clears throat> I'm going to try and do it again. Heavy metal! So, and today, we're going to be talking about the greatest cultural influencer since the 1920s, the mo- one of the most important aspects of our, uh, of our culture here in America, and it was not immune from the fantasy wave of the 1980s. We're talking about heroic fantasy in Hollywood. As you can see, you know I'm talking about film because I'm drinking an IPA, and I'm really, really smart. So, uh, guys, uh, before we go any further, I want to thank our longtime sponsor, Ashley Loyan K., uh, thank you so much for your longtime support of the show. We really appreciate it. We always want to give her a plug and always want to give her a thank you. She can be followed on Instagram at the Minnesota Nurse, all lowercase, all one word. And again, that is on Instagram, the Minnesota Nurse. So, guys, let's do the Donorum Classic here before we go any further. Oh, that's weak. Bottles are weak, Adam. Thank you for buying the beer, though. <laughs> um, so, uh, Hollywood does not take long to latch on to uh, something going on in the world, whether it's an undercurrent, whether it's uh, mainstream, whatever it is, Hollywood will latch on to it. Um, if you've noticed uh, every major cultural change, Hollywood immediately grabs onto and flows with it. And it was no different in the 80s with, uh, with heroic fantasy. We suddenly were bombarded with these movies, and I think this all started with Star Wars. The success of Star Wars was unprecedented. Now, is Star Wars traditional heroic fantasy? No, it is a space opera. But because the, the same thing Star Wars did for science fiction in the 80s, it did for fantasy, even though it is not exactly neither. Either. Whatever. So, uh, so Star Wars sort of opened the floodgate on this. It made it okay to do these really dorky movies because it was going to do well because everyone likes them. So we started getting hit with a lot, and studios were clamoring to get contracts for fantasy-type movies. Uh, Oliver Stone wrote a script for a little movie called Conan the Barbarian featuring who was to become one of the largest stars in Hollywood in the 80s and into the early 90s, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Guys... If you haven't seen the original Conan the Barbarian, go watch it. It is such a fun movie. If you love how cheesy it is, that's great. If you love it for what it was supposed to be, that's great. I can enjoy all aspects of it. Conan's fun. But a a movie I watched to prep for this, uh, my favorite director of all time is Ridley Scott. Uh, My daughter is named Ripley, actually, after Ellen Ripley from Alien, the main character from Alien. I think he's brilliant. The work he did in fantasy and science fiction, he made these genres cool and artistic. Um, all the movies he made right up until Gladiator, including Gladiator, are amazing. He's done a couple of things that I'm not real excited about afterwards, but, oh, man, he's just awesome. Ridley Scott is absolutely my favorite. And he did a movie in 1985 called Legend. Legend was about a, a being of supreme darkness, pretty much the devil. He looks like the devil. He talks like the devil. He acts like the devil. 
Um, but he's not called the devil because this movie was made to appeal to children in, in a certain sense, and we were still very skittish about uh, things like this in the 80s. Uh, it was the Reagan years, after all. So, uh, and, and beautifully, this character of this this dark being was portrayed masterfully by Tim Curry. Uh, the voice, his sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, his sort of homoerotic uh, or homo-curious representation like he brought this he brought this uh weird like kind of like a a a sexual energy to everything he did and uh it's kind of it's kind of like dio from jojo uh if you guys watch uh, jojo's bizarre adventure um it's it's really off thing about his character is that it's not something you necessarily associate with evil you shouldn't associate it with evil absolutely not but when he does it when he's playing a villain it comes off so well and i think that's uh i think that's sort of his that was sort of his callback to rocky horror every time he did it but this movie also has a uh, mia sarah who went on to be a uh, sloan peterson in uh in a uh, ferris bueller's days off and i think she was uh opposite of jean-claude van damme in time cop um but uh i love it the moment i said jean-claude van damme adam's eyes perked <laughs> <laughs> blood sport baby <laughs> but uh w- there was a uh she was in it as this uh kind of princess noble woman she was th- at the beginning of the movie they say something about her not not needing to associate with like poor folk but she's like oh i find so much adventure in the forest or something like that so i think she was supposed to be noble and tom cruise tom cruise before he was the messianic figure for a thinly veiled bourgeois religion uh he was in this movie and He's doing a really interesting part here. He's a purely innocent being that lives in the forest. And he, so it's sort of a really weird to watch Tom Cruise play. Uh, and also, this is back when Tom Cruise acted. So that's kind of a treat for people to watch. Um, but this, so basically, the movie follows that unicorns are beings of pure good. Uh, Tim Curry's character wants to kill the unicorns because they're beings of pure good. If they're killed, the sun never rises again, eternal night, and he lives forever. A very dark, very interesting, visually stunning. The special effects, even for 80 special effects, are very well executed. Um, the costumes are brilliant, and the shots, oh my goodness, the shots, the cinematography. Ridley Scott's just a genius. Please do yourself a favor and go watch Legend tonight. Um, two movies that are actually on Disney Plus that I noticed are great examples of these. One of them we haven't seen in a long time, The Black Cauldron. Disney almost lost the farm on the Black Cauldron in the 80s. Yes, even Disney jumped on this uh, bandwagon. It made a uh, it made a movie based on a uh, novel series, uh, The Chronicles of Prithia, and uh, it made a movie called The Black Cauldron. It is a pure heroic fantasy story. It's about a young pig farming boy who goes on a quest. Awesome movie, awesome animation. It's just very atypical for Disney. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's very atypical for Disney. This movie never saw... A DVD release. It saw a limited VHS release. I think it may have had a very limited edition DVD release, maybe. But basically, it's not something Disney's very proud of. But me, as a huge Disney fan, me as a uh, a huge fantasy fan, this movie's always held a special place in my heart. Please check it out on Disney Plus. The Black Cauldron. You're gonna love it. Another movie that's on Disney Plus. It wasn't a Disney production at the time, but I think in Disney's acquisitions, it's come in contact with it. Willow. Uh, I don't need, think I need to tell you much about Willow. Uh, we're all pretty familiar with it, I think. This movie is so 
fun, and it is just a pure family-friendly heroic fantasy romp. I'm not going to harp to you too much about Willow because I think you should just I think you should watch all these movies, but just go watch Willow. Do yourself the favor. Um, it, it's very heartwarming. I believe George Lucas did the scenario. I don't think he did anything else, but I think he did the scenario. It's a Lucasfilm movie, um, but absolutely go check out Willow. And then, uh, man, there's so many good ones. Like it, it just Hollywood really jumped on this. Uh, I, I, everyone's told me to mention this when I've been telling them about this, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Labyrinth with David Bowie. Uh, it's not really like my favorite of the fantasy, and I don't know that it's exactly heroic fantasy, but it's very neat. David Bowie brilliantly portrays the villain in this movie. Um, the visual effects, Adam, I would say they're still stunning to this day. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it's. It, visually, I think all these movies visually hold up, um, except for Conan the Barbarian. It's kind of you got you got to just sort of put yourself in the mindset to watch Conan. But um, Labyrinth absolutely still holds up, still super fun to watch, and David Bowie is just an absolute chilling villain. Um, so uh, a consummate artist that David Bowie, and man, uh, so. I suppose I'll mention it too. Uh, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> um, so He-Man in the Masters of the Universe was one of the greatest cartoons of the 80s. Uh, it was uh, another... 80, all 80s cartoons were actually based on something. None of them were ever came from a cartoon. They were based on something. And this was based on a toy line, I believe from Hasbro. And of course, uh, we all want to talk about uh, Transformers, but we don't really want to talk about He-Man. And uh, that's changing though. Netflix did their super... Uh, did their super successful She-Ra series, uh, and they're doing a He-Man one with Kevin Smith, which I know everyone's pumped about it, and I like Kevin Smith as much as the next guy, but I'm sick of him old, g- getting everything. Like, he just gets everything. Like, why don't we give someone else a chance? Like, someone that's unheard of probably has a great idea for a He-Man show that we're not going to see because they're not going to get the chance because Kevin Smith has to do everything. Again, I love Kevin Smith. Uh, he's fantastic. He's a hu- I'm not doubting that he's a huge fan of these things. I really do. I just think that um, it's kind of like when uh, voice actors you hear voice actors upset that Hollywood actors get all these big voice acting jobs in these major productions. When I th- when I think of legendary voice actors, I think of Billy West. I think of Tara Strong. These professional career voice actors, and they miss out on these huge roles because instead we want to take a Hollywood actor who might not necessarily be a great voice actor. You get what I'm saying? Give other people a chance. Um, but. Uh, so we're getting new, but the He-Man, the Masters of the Universe movie was objectively awful. It didn't even take place on Eternia. He-Man went to Earth. He's using a gun half the time. He's not even using a sword. And uh, Courtney Cox is in it. And there's more about Courtney Cox's parents dying in a plane crash than there is about He-Man. Half the movie's her being sad about her parents dying, which of course you're going to be sad that you're that, that's terrible, right? But this is a He-Man movie for kids. <laughs> like the um, I think uh. Honest Trailers did a thing about the uh, Master of the Universe, and they said, "Listen, unless that plane crashed into Snake Mountain, I don't want to hear another word about it." <laughs> and I've always found that kind of funny. But, um, so basically, Hollywood was saturated with this. Everyone wanted a piece of the action, and Hollywood was no different. And it's just sort of funny that these movies all became cult. All of them became cult classics. They didn't do very commercially well. Not a one of them, but they, which you think they would have. Because, again, this stuff was just rampant in the 80s. But they've all become cult classics. So it just goes back to the fact that uh, I think this is sort of a good footnote to, to sort of say that this undercurrent, this 80s fantasy wave 
has had a longer lasting influence in subtle ways than we thought. Because this new fantasy craze where everyone wants to do fantasy, we think it started with the Lord of the Rings, but it really didn't. It re- it was much. It was longer. The Lord of the Rings movies, of course. The Lord of the Rings books, of course, had an influence over all of this. It invented modern fantasy. But it, this, this all goes back to the 1980s. It all goes back to this magical time when you could just you could start by saying, I have an idea about a, uh, about a game, a movie, a book, a show, about a boy finding a sword in the woods, and you can run with it and make something truly awesome. And uh, as a kid that grew up with mostly hand-me-down media uh, from my older cousins, from, from, you know, my mom's friends as older kids and stuff like that, this just, there's magic in this. There's magic in this whole sweeping thing. Um, Guys, uh, this has been a great series to talk with you guys about. This has been a lot of fun. I've had a blast. This is my favorite subject in the whole world. Uh, until next week when I'm talking about my other favorite subjects. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Please like, please share, please subscribe. You have no idea how much that helps us out. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to if you want to turn some heads, if you want to be the coolest guy in the room and have some Donneron merch, we've provided links there. There's links to our Patreon. Uh, the, the support of our Patreon uh, patrons means so much to us. Uh, in fact, I want to go ahead and give them a shout-out right now. Uh we uh have a uh we have lesser metal you are doing awesome dude uh mr ouija you guys are the first two to come along we appreciate you so much and of course our very good friend kyron um we've got discord invites sent to all of them guys we're having a blast in our discord um we could always count on lesser metal (laughs) to show up in the discord that guy's just awesome and uh guys we're having a blast getting to know you guys in the uh discord Please come and join us. Uh, we will, of course, our, our top Patreon supporters, we are always going to have shout-outs for you guys. We, of course, you can see the tiers in Patreon. You know what you're getting into when you get into this. Uh, you truly become one of the boys, gender neutral term for these purposes. Uh, we love making friends. We love meeting people. Come be a part of this. All of that stuff comes back into this. All of the Patreon support goes back into making this better. I hope you guys have seen how much we've improved so far with that support. Uh, our book is still for sale on Amazon. Links will be provided for that as well. Uh, and while you're checking out all these links, please, please check out our links on uh, uh, for uh, the rest of the Rally Network. These guys are doing really awesome. They're covering subjects different from ours. We're not stepping on each other's toes. Between all of us, we're covering a lot of really cool subjects. Super smart guys, super friendly. Uh, I would love for you to check them out. That would make me very happy. Like, share, and subscribe one more time, guys. And uh, we do have another subject coming up for you next week. As I promised on Monday, we will be announcing, we will be teasing the subject for next week. And at the end of this week, we are going to start teasing out all this. And guys, something that's near and dear to my heart, a phenomenon that I lived through, a phenomenon that I have said on the show before, I've said in my personal life, and I mean it, we will never see anything quite like this phenomenon ever again. Guys, I'm talking to course. Tune in next week.